0: Who knows ten? I know ten. In fact, we all know ten. We're all quite familiar with the Osiris of Dibros, often translated as the Ten Commandments, which are recorded in this week's Parsha, Parsha Sistro. However, I'm actually here to challenge that and ask, do you really know the Osiris of Dibros? And if you do, how well do you know them? Were you familiar with the shocking and surprising facts about the Assessor that we're going to be sharing shortly. So while you're thinking about that, let me be the first to welcome you to Who Knows, the brand new Shear series at the Database of Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg, where in each episode slash we'll be providing a list, a concise list with Torah tidbits pertaining to each item on the list, and that list may be comprised of figures and Tanakh, Concepts in Torah, halachos, mitzvos, maybe items pertaining to Yom Tovim or the parsha Hashavua, and it'll broaden and expand your knowledge base of various concepts in Torah, and bringing to the forefront maybe some facts that you were unfamiliar with. And in this particular case, we are dealing with the Ten Yisarus Adibros, but of course, in the Who Knows series, we will possibly allow the number to vary based on the items that we are counting and listing, but whatever it may be, we'll be listing it here. And in this case, we're going to discuss who knows the ten following facts about the Asaris We'll begin with the first of the Asarsa going from Anuchi all the way down to the tenth and final of the Asar los Losachmud. But before we do I want to dedicate the Shirley, the Nishmasimirasi Harini Kaparas Mishkava, her nishama should have an aliyah. And without further ado, let's begin. The be first of the Asar the first item on our list, Anochi. Anochi Hashem Elkech HaO'sherot Tzitzich I am Hashem, your God, who has brought you forth from the, from the land of Mitzrayim. So did you know that this first statement of the Eser Sedebrus is not even a command, at least according to some. Now, the statement itself is in the form of a statement. It's definitely not, not written and wasn't spoken in the form of a command. However, in the Sefer HaChunuch, it is counted among the 613 mitzvot and included in it is the mitzvah to believe in Hashem and His existence. However, if we want to get really technical, the Rambam's Lashon in Mishnah Torah seems to suggest the mitzvah of Amunah B'Hashem is not a matter of belief, but it's a matter of layda, a matter of knowledge, of knowing that Hashem exists and believing in that, based on knowledge and not just belief by itself, not just faith. However, not everyone actually counts this statement of the Yasser Debros as a mitzvah. The Bahag does not count Anochi Hashem, or Emune Hashem as a mitzvah. It is the prerequisite for all of the Torah, explains the Ramban. However, not everyone counts Anochi as a mitzvah, as a commandment. And this brings to mind another misnomer about the Aseris Dibros, the way we loosely translated it before, as the Ten Commandments. In fact, Dibros does not mean commandments. It means statements or sentences. There were ten basic sentences, which, yes, obviously contain mitzvahs, but... Um dibros does not mean commandments. there are several commandments, but did you know as we move on to our second shocking fact about the asarsa dibros, moving on to the second of the dibros lo I should say elohim al panai you should not have foreign gods among among you in my presence, so did you know that there are even there not there aren't even ten commandments in the asarsa dibros there are actually 14 commandments in the Asarasa Debros. If you're counting every actual mitzvah, so even if we count the as the mitzvah of believing in Hashem, but in the second of the Asarasa Debros, in Lo Yi Yalachal, you should not have other gods, there are actually four mitzvahs in the Asarasa Debros, which bring us to. 9, we'll have to see, sorry, that brings us to 13, we'll see how we get to 14 very shortly, but what are the actual mitzvos that are contained in lo y'elecha? So the four separate mitzvos, the four separate averos, I should say to be more precise, is that there's one iser of believing in Avodah believing in a foreign god, then there is manufacturing, you cannot make your own Avodah which is also described in this of the Iserah and you're not allowed to bow to this god. So so far, there's believing, building, and bowing—three Bs—and then, of course, there was worshiping in any which way, whether it's bringing a carbon or any of the other listed ways that you can worship um, another god. So this um, this second of the Asar contains four separate averos. four it is four separate mitzvos in the Sefer HaChinuch, you know? and this um, this fact. Um, um what the meshechachma points out makes it very difficult for the Jiracha that says Torah Sivalanu Moshe, that Moshe Rabbeinu commanded us 611, right? Torah Bigamatra six eleven. Why? Because what was the what was the first two mitzvahs? The first two of the six thirteen were Anochi and lo yi But asks the Meshakmah, how could it be that there were um that that there are in the the second of the Sar there are actually four Isurim, so really um Hashem communicated not to, not just Anochi, and not just Eloi um, Yelecha, of not believing in other gods, but all of the Yisurim that are included in the second one pertaining to HaVodah So the Meshach Lechma explained... That what you have to what you have to answer is that when it says and that Hashem communicated the first of the debros so those debros were not communicated in words, it wasn't communicated verbally, but the concepts of Anochi Hashem and Alcha were imbued into the Bnei Israel. Hashem didn't talk to them in the in the common way that we think of talking to someone, but what did Hashem do Hashem. He inspired Klal Yisrael to the concepts of one, that Hashem exists in the world, he took them out of Mitzrayim, and he imbued into them the concept of not having other gods. When it was put down to words on paper, it ended up being, the combined, ended up being five commandments between Anochi and Lo Elecha, but... There is no problem with the drasha. But what you should know once again is that there are more than ten commandments in the "quote unquote" ten commandments, and in fact, not all of them are even commandments. Possibly, that is number two, Lo Let's move on to number three, the Isser of Lo Sisa, that you are not to bear Hashem's name in vain. So, um, what we know is that um, many Mepharshim connect each of the asar uh, Sidibros, to the one on the corresponding side, right? Because there are two luchos. There's the Benadam Lamakom side, the Benadam Lachavero side. And on the Benadam Lamakom side, we have Los Sisa taking Hashem's name in vain, saying Hashem's name for, for no reason. And um, the Me'ivri just points out that this is connected on the other end to the the uh, the isser. Of Lo Signo, if not to kidnap another person, which we'll talk about shortly. But what's the connection? So the Meiri just mentions the idea that a person who, for example, he might act in a firm way, or he might he might pre, he might present in a firm way, and what's he really doing? Or he, he might go and steal. He might kidnap someone. And he'll do that behind closed doors, and what is he doing? He's actually taking Hashem's name in vain by putting on the presentation of someone who is a God-fearing man, but then in behind closed doors he's acting inappropriately. He says that's taking God's name in vain. There are other possibilities that when you use God's name in vain, what are you actually doing? The only way is when you can't really kidnap God, but you can... Sees you can violate Hashem in a certain sense by stealing his namesake, using it, and misappropriating it, just as you would violate someone else by kidnapping them. But did you know that this Isser of Lo Sisa? Of saying Hashem's name in vain is the basis for the concept of bracha the and bracha she'enet sricha. Making a bracha, uh, making the wrong bracha when you're not sure about what the bracha is so. According to the Rambam, although other Rishonim disagree, the Rambam says that this is the iser diarisa, the harsh iser diarisa, the strict iser diarisa of losisa, and that 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 gives us a little bit of more thought as to how we must approach our recitation of brachos making a bracha maybe without kavana chas v'shalom, but beyond that, making the inappropriate bracha or making a bracha at an inappropriate time. You can't just say, oh yeah, I'm blessing God, it's not a big deal. But making a bracha is a big deal. Um, and making the wrong bracha as well is a big deal. Let's move on to number four. And with number four, we have Zachar, Siom, Shavas Lakad Show. And we know that in Parshas V'shan, and this is presented as Shamar Siom, Shavas Lakad Show. Now what we know um, about um, this um, particular pairing of Zachar and Shamor is that the one refers to the Asseis of Shabbos, one refers to the Los Asseis, but this includes even women in all of the Asseis. Despite Shabbos being mitzvah, sages, ma'am, women are included. But did you know that the Dibor of Shabbos in the Aserts debros does not just contain one mitzvah, but it contains two? So we said just like my lo yelecha, contains four of Eros. So when it comes to Shabbos, there are actually two things that are referenced in Shabbos. From Zachar, Sim Shabbos, Karcha, we learn the mitzvah of making Kedish on Shabbos, one of the assays, the basis for all of the assays on Shabbos, the mitzvah's assay. But then we also have the iser Melacha that's learned out from the asar Sedibros. Thus, taking up two more slots of commandments on the asar Sedibros. And in all, that equals 14 separate mitzvahs on the asar Sedibros and not 10. Now we move on to number five, the mitzvah of Kibbut Ava'im, of honoring our mother, Kavit HaSavicha Vesimecha. And you might have noticed yourself, but if you haven't, Kavit HaSavicha Vesimecha, av Ava'im is often conflated with a separate um, mitzvah of Mora Avaim, Ishimova Vivtiro, as is mentioned in Parshas Kedoshim, the mitzvah of having reverence for your parents. Often people will say, oh, you better listen to your mother, that's kibut A'im, or you better listen to your father, that's kibut of. And going against what your father and mother say has nothing to do with kibut of A'im. That has everything to do with mora of A'im. Kibut A'im is the mitzvah of honoring them, literally by doing something like escorting them and helping them get dressed and feeding them. That is the mitzvah of kibut of A'im. And it has many different outgrowths, but you should know that kibut Av A'im is um, different from mora of A'im. And I'll mention as well that well, you might have also noticed and have heard that of aim is on the Bain Adam Lamakom side of the Aseris Debris, even though it's somewhat interpersonal, it's between you and your parents. And there are many different Torah and explanations given to explain why of Aim has made it onto the Bain Adam Lamakom side, whether it's the idea that there are the three partners in creation with you, Hashem is your partner, and you have your two parents, but... What's interesting is that the Minchas Chinuch actually floats an idea that suggests that maybe the mitzvah of kavod that we have to have for our parents actually is a mitzvah ben adam and he he floats this by suggesting the question of whether or not lacking kavod for your parents is something that your parents are able to be mochal for um and that you have to get a cup, you have to get from your parents if you don't do it Or maybe that's just something that's between you and Hashem, because it's bein adam L'mokom. So he just raises it as a suggestion that maybe it's only between you and Hashem. Let's move on to number six, the sixth item, Lo Sirtsach, not to murder. And even though most of us aren't going around murdering people all the time, but there are so many outgrowths of Lo Sirtsach. and... Many things um, come up in the Mepharshim, many controversial issues um, from things like suicide and abortion and euthanasia and all, um, and Motsi Zara Levatella, many different outgrowths of Lo But one that's very practical for us is just the idea of embarrassing another person, a which is compared to killing someone. Now, um, we know that there's a concept of Averis um, of, of that are Abizraya to a, a greater Avera, which means it's, if it's an outgrowth of that Avera, maybe it has the same strictures. So for example, we know that when it comes to Lo Sirtzach, which is the worst of the big three Averas that you have to give up your life for, Yeharig V'al Yavor, the question is that when it comes to Lo Sirtzach, do we say the same thing about Los Sirtzach? So will we say the same thing about embarrassing another person, right? we know that's noach for a person. Better for a person to be thrown into a fiery furnace. We learn that from Tamar than to embarrass another person. But the Laharis Nusan asks the following question: whether or not a kohen who embarrasses another person is he allowed to duchen? Because a kohen who is a murderer is not allowed to duchin. And we're now even if the we might say that a kohen who embarrasses another person can duchen. But just realize that that can ask the question. In fact, so extreme do they take this idea of embarrassing another person that Tosfos questions why embarrassing another Jew, now embarrassing another person, is not listed in the big three. And um, Tosfos answers the only reason is that it's not explicit in the Torah, but he um, seems to suggest that embarrassing another person is also Yahar'igv al yavor if you could imagine such a thing. Now let's move on to number seven, the Isr of Lo-Sinuf. Often translated as not to commit adultery, not to marry a married woman. So this is perhaps another aver that we're not doing all the time. But did you know that there are many outgrowths, there are many branches of losinov Averus that are abizrahu to losinov, which means that they are outgrowths and they, that they as well might be a harig that you have to die before you violate. So. Um, among them, the Gemara actually quotes a case of a person who was deathly ill and he wanted to just see. Him. Apparently, the doctor reported that all he needed to do was see his friend's wife undressed and, and he wanted to talk to her from behind a wall and that would cure his illness. And the doctor said, Yaharigval, and the the, the said, Yaharigval, Yavor, you must die before even doing that, just looking at her. So we, we think about the strictness of Shmira and of course, um, even the negia of another woman um, the, the shochanach brings down a case where let's say a person's gonna die if um, he doesn't um, if he doesn't um, touch his wife when she's in nida it's a whole question if uh, if nida is considered one of the arayos or it's just a very strictest or Tema a topic perhaps not for now but the point is we see um, how, how strict um, even the outgrowths of these Averasar. Now, did you know, however, that there is a way, uh, an an advantage for women is that there's a set, there's a circumstance in which a woman could passively violate lo sinof, right? An ashes ish can passively violate this to save her own life. We learned that from Esther Malka. The concept of karka olm If she just lies there and she's passive, um, of course you can't you can't um, volunteer this. But if you're in the circumstance um, to save your life, you can. Uh, a woman could passively can passively violate this avera in an extreme circumstance. But that takes care of number seven. Now we move on to number eight, the Esther of Losignov, which we alluded to earlier, not to kidnap. So Losignov might be the basis as well for other kinds of stealing. As Rosagygon says that really all of the Esarcedibros are really, um, they are primary categories for the rest of the 613. However, Losignov is commonly translated, according to our Masora, as not kidnapping. But did you know that if you um, pull a, a Jew you know, out of his house, tie him up, gag him up, throw him in your basement, you do not violate Losignov. You don't violate the assertive kidnapping until you do the following. You need to get usage out of the individual besides for actually stealing him. You have to get usage out of him in terms of some kind of service that you have to make him provide for you, and you have to sell him. And part of violating Losignov is that you have to actually sell the individual to someone else. You've got to sell him as, uh, I, mean, I don't know if you have to sell him as a slave, but you have to sell the individual. It's brought down in the Sefer Echinoch. So you could actually kidnap a person without violating the Yisra of kidnapping. I'm sure you'd violate so many other Yisra, but Lo Signob would not be violated. Moving on to number nine, Lo Sa'an Shaker. You should not, it's often translated, you shall not bear false testimony against uh, another person. But the Ibn Ezra just comments that he's been bothered for years why the Pasuk says, Losana Eid it should say edos false testimony. What's Eid Sheker? A false witness. The Ibn Ezra wanted to read the Pasuk that what it's saying is it's talking to the Eid Sheker, it's talking to the false witness. It's saying Losana don't answer about your friend, Mr. Eid Sheker, don't do it. And the Chachma um, additionally um, wanted to suggest. That even if we have circumstantial evidence and you know that the edus that you're about to say is true, however, you were not there to be able to see it, you can't actually bear testimony, then you, by definition, are an aid checker. So you, los sana breacha, aid checker. Um, even if the edus is true, but the aid is not, says the Mashachachma, the aid should still not testify. Now, another surprising fact about los sana breacha, is that even though this is a lav shameba maisa, an avera, that does not include any actions, and usually the rule is that a Abinevera that includes no actions does not receive malchus, but the Yisr of Los Re'acha is one of the big exceptions, and just by bearing testimony and by not even doing anything actively, you can still incur the penalty of malchus. Moving on to item number 10, L'sachmod, that you should not covet, you should not desire something of your friends. So this is partnered with the the parallel mitzvah and Isser of Losis Ave in the second version of the Associ and Par of Ascanon, um, however, the difference that um, is noted is that lo-sachmod involves some action. Even though you're not supposed to covet, there is an action involved. You covet to the point that you commit an action to somehow seize the item that you want from your friend, whereas lo Sisava is just the thought, just the desire that you have in your heart. The former, lo-sachmod, combines thought and action. What's very fascinating is that the Rambam mentions that the reason why you don't um, receive malchus for Losachmod is because it's a lav she'em However, the rivet argues that, no, th- th- there's a different reason. And this reason is quoted in the Sefer Achinuch. The reason is because this lav of Losachmod could be reversed. Let's say, somehow, through your coveting, you were able to secure the object from your friend by pressuring him, whatever you did to pressure him, to give it to you. However, you compelled him to give it to you. But by giving the item back, you can reverse losach mode and a love that can be fixed is a love that doesn't get malkos. The Rambam doesn't say that. The Rambam says here it's because it's a Love shem mysa The Raiva jumps on him and says, what do you mean it's a lav shem mysa? If you, if you somehow got the object from him, you must have done an action. And so the answer that the Mimah Farshim gives is that even though everyone seems to agree that losach is the combination of thought and action, that you have a thought in your mind, you have a thought in your heart, and now you're going to act on it. But the essential Isra, according to the Rambam, is really only the thought. It's a thought, and the execution of your action that gets you the object that you want, that just confirms the thought that you had in your heart. And even though you need the action to violate um, the action of getting the object, or taking some kind of action, but in Iker, in its essence, the avera is an avera done by your heart. And what's very interesting is the Minkas Khinuch, um Again, floating a very fascinating possibility and suggesting that this aver of Losachmod is incumbent even on Gentiles, even on Goyim, even on Bnei Noach, because he understands the Yasser of Losachmod is being connected to Gezel, um, because you're unlawfully finding ways to take something from someone else when they don't actually want to give it to you. It's got smacks of Gezel, and because of that, Min Chenech suggests that this would be incumbent even on Goyim. Another really shocking fact about the Yasser of once again, this was the pilot episode of Who Knows, and I would love to hear any feedback that you can give me about this particular issue and the eventual series at large. And it could be in the future, Bez Vast the episodes will be shorter, but um, this was definitely a fun share for me to give, and I'm looking forward to more shirim under this title. And of course, as always, if you enjoy shirim like these and others on the podcast, and you want to partner with us here at the database with a sponsorship, or if you have questions, comments, concerns, or recommendations, or you want to join the database podcast WhatsApp group for updates, links for every uploaded shir or reruns um, as the weeks go by, you want to hear any shirim on this parsha or an old parsha. So then all you have to do is reach out to me at, the at gmail.com, the data, then base B-E-I-S, at gmail.com. That's for sponsorships, questions, and anything else. And until next time, thank you for joining us here at The Database.